Minasan, Konbanma. Welcome to Roll with Adventure, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast that transports you through the magic of imagination, from our world to the far off world of Ibris, a land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters and miracles, and of course, magic. We are delighted to bring you this adventure from our imagination to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us in this podcast, please visit us at rollwithadventure.com. And now, let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure. Hello and welcome to Roll With Adventure. This session's campaign is of salt and blood. My name is Cass, and I'm the dungeon master for this ragtag band of heroes. And today, our journey into this tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets, and magic across the world of Ibris continues. This session begins late at night, or very early in the morning, where the wee hours of the 25th of Talisenum blend into the 26th. In the year 1069 PR, only a few short hours ago did each of you hear the governor's declaration and the results of the lottery. Now, before we dive right in, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introductions, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember here, we roll with adventure. So, what intelligent delight or mind-numbing tale have you to share with us tonight? I guess I'll start. I learned that uh, poultry seasoning's not really that great. So I'm going to take a plus one so I know not to use that in my cooking next time. <laughs> I learned that Angostura bitters, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but the label is 100% the wrong size for the bottle. It sticks up too high and it makes no sense. And I've always thought that it was stupid. It turns out that's, it was not intentional originally, but it is now. They originally printed the labels for the bottles too big and then it just became sort of a signature of the product. And they've been making it since like the 1800s, 1824, apparently. So yeah, they have really stuck with the stupid label thing for a long time. And I will, I will take a zero for that because it's, it's not very helpful and doesn't really matter one way or the other. But that's the thing that I learned this week. I'm going to take a plus zero because I've learned nothing. I have gained no new knowledge besides the bitter and sad direction of old age so plus zero i would just like to preface my fact with um i'm so sorry i'm also going to give myself a negative two right off the bat i learned this week that there are things called vulture bees and they make meat honey because they eat the flesh of dead animals and they make a honey out of it and i hate that i know that and i googled it because i thought it was fake but i saw it on reddit and it is actually not fake and i'm sorry that all of you know that now <laughs> Does the honey taste or look different? Um, I don't know that people eat it because it is like rotten flesh honey. Hmm. Okay, but I need to Google this now, but I don't want to. Yeah, that's a fact. I'm sorry about it. Well, I love honey. I am going to take a plus one. I actually discovered my family's home village. (laughs) Well, like, you know, old the old world village. My grandmother's always like pronounced the village that we're from in Sicily as Corre Leone. 
And I've like looked it up and I like can't find anything about it. So I was doing some research on the Sicilian flag. And if you haven't seen it, it's like really weird. There's Medusa head and then like three legs that come off of it. And it turns out one of the colors is for a city in Sicily called Corleone. Like people might know from the, the Godfather. So we are from Corleone, not Corleone. And now I know where my family is from. So I would like a plus one. That is wonderful. Well. Let's see what you roll. No, nice. I got a 19. I got a 19 also. That's a 14. Yeah, roll off. I got a 16 minus 2 is 14. Solid 9. Hi, I'm Disco. Um, I am playing Alice, the radiant Genasi druid who is a walking, talking magic mirror. Hey, everyone. Corey here. I play Kalina, who is a ex-soldier of the Tauran army, now a criminal. Hello, I'm Allie, and I'm playing Maya Volta, a human cleric of Cain. Hi, I'm Emmy. I'm playing Sylvie. She's a monk, half-elf. She likes to stop and smell the roses. Hey, world. Carlos here. I'm playing Marcus. And Marcus probably doesn't like hard-boiled eggs. Now that everyone has introduced themselves... Let's get this adventure rolling. And remember here, we roll with adventure. Shocked silence consumes your party following the outrage of the governor's announcement and the results of this fair lottery. As if dazed, you stumbled back towards your farmstead, a farm as big as you would expect from the hard work of five industrious adults pooling their resources. You have a relatively large three-room farmhouse and a good stretch of cleared land. The wooden farmhouse is of a simple design, relatively common across Walltown. The main living space is a large square, and off two sides of the square are two other rooms. The house has a pitched roof and several rain barrels to help with watering the garden behind the house that is Bigger than a casual kitchen garden, but not as large as any commercial operation. In this garden, you grow enough herbs and vegetables to supply your party's needs, with a little left to spare for friends on a good year. Beyond the garden is a large, roughly fenced field, where, normally, you would see several shaggy white forms milling about, but they have been put in the barn. The home you built, or at least what will be your home for a few brief weeks more, welcomes you through a single, simple wooden door with a small window inset on one side. The interior of the house is clean, cozy, and surprisingly well-decorated for Walltown standards. Based on the simple exterior, the relatively rich curtains on the three windows that illuminate the central area, the warm rug on the wooden floor, and the tapestry-like cloths that hang as doors to the two adjoining rooms beyond the central space are a surprise to most visitors. To the left of the entrance is a large fireplace, and on either side is a small window. Opposite the front door is a small doorway with a tapestry adorned with intricate geometric patterns. This leads to the room that Marcus and Alice share. Opposite the fireplace is another small door, this one with a tapestry that displays designs of whorls and loops. This leads to the room that Maya, Kalina, and Sylvie share. The main room, though large, is cramped by the number of things that it contains. 
there's a large, rough table with eight wooden chairs around it. The room also contains a spinning wheel, a loom, and a large set of shelves that hold folded quantities of cloth, boxes of thread and wool, ribbons, buttons, and all manners of things a tailor might require. There is a smaller set of shelves by the table that holds boxes, jars, and vials of various substances that look like dried herbs. Leaning beside the front door, opposite the side with the window, there is a ladder that leads up to the rafters of the house, from which hang bunches of various flowers, herbs, and other plants in various states of drying that give your home a faintly sweet and spicy scent. Of the two rooms off the central living space, the one through the fabric covered with geometric designs, Alice and Marx's room, is a small room with two beds and several wooden boxes the two beds each have a neat, warm quilt, sheets, and a pillow, though if they're made, that's up to you. There is also a small table with an unlit candle on it, and the boxes in this room hold the party's winter clothing, as there is not three beds in this room like the other, you will see. The other room, slightly larger than the last, behind the fabric covered with loops and whirls, Sylvie, Kalina, and Maya's room, is a small room with three beds, each with its own pillows, sheets, and a warm quilt. And at the end of each bed is a small shrine, one to Cain, one to Adrestia, and one to Ashen. After arriving back at the farmstead, shell-shocked by the results of the lottery and the governor's insane declaration, you have each quietly gone about your own business, thinking about what you could do, weighing the options, and quietly forming your own plans. But the silence has grown too much. Your group was never one for quiet contemplation, and I am sure that someone will break the silence soon. Can each of you describe what you would be doing in the farmstead while you've been thinking about your options? Hmm. Kalina would have went in and angrily tossed a couple logs that got the fire started before kind of pacing back and forth in front of it. Maya would be trying really hard to settle down into their usual quiet evening routine, helping Alice with the spinning or whatever it is Alice needs help with. Probably very inattentive and not doing a super good job, though. Making <laughs> well, that's perfectly, many mistakes if she were new at it all over again. That's perfectly fine, because first of all, after everyone walked in, Alice went and did a little scrub of the floor where everyone's shoes <laughs> made impact on the floor when they first walked in. You know, just kind of like a quick dusting of it to, to get everything up. And then just like with a quiet confidence, he's strode over to his work area, kind of rummaging through some, some of the bins. He's actually probably removed his cloak at this point, which has really been covering up most of his body as he doesn't like to show off how different he is in public because of the reactions he gets sometimes. So while what could have been an old man in a cloak uh, is now a very, very youthful young man <laughs> who's with a quiet confidence going through things. And while Maya would usually be at the bequest of his whims as he works of, 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 of helping him get through his, his tailoring, tonight he's actually taken his measuring to Maya. So while you would kind of be used to handing him things he's actually he's measuring your shoulders and he's taking measurement of your arm and kind of just confidently writing things down and hmm. going through different materials he has so that is what alice is doing of course after making sure everyone has um had uh something to drink and uh does anyone need water or um is everyone's bed in order or 
So, yeah, he's keeping busy. Sylvie probably, she probably put on some water to boil to make some tea, and then she's going through just like jars of herbs and grabbing things, kind of not really paying attention, and maybe grinding herbs with more vigor than she maybe normally would. Not with any real purpose, just sort of mindlessly, was for something to do with her hands. Once Marcus was inside and made sure everything was in order, he might just step outside again and either find a spot to sit, just kind of whittle away if that's something he's working on. Think about what just happened. After a few minutes of pacing and Kalina getting more irritated, I was just, are we not going to talk about this? I don't know what to say. What are we going to do? We, we've spent so long building all of this. We're just going to leave? And what about Maya? That was definitely a big... There's no way that way too coincidental on who she called. I'm not surprised my name wasn't called. Why would that be? Of all of us, she's probably one of the more skilled ones. More than me, anyway. Oh, she's always had it in for me. I can't imagine her letting me out of her grasp like that. Do you do to something to her that we don't know about? I never met her before I stepped foot on this island, and I've never done anything to her that I know of. It's gotta be a play. She's trying to pretend she's important. Clayton kind of just like stomps around a little bit more before like settling in a seat. I don't think we can get you guys out of going. I don't want to be here without you. We can't leave you behind. You're you're part of the group. I mean, we most of this we would get in a lot of trouble without you. And we wouldn't be where we're at without her. Without you. Mm-hmm. You're the only family I have. I can't imagine trying to live the rest of my life here without the rest of you. But you have a chance to be free if you if you survive. There's a reason she said it that way. Do you think we're it's actually survivable on the other side of the mist wall? Assuming Well nobody's ever done it, that we know of at least. Well just because the ship got lucky. Hmm. I don't know. Do you think they're just depopulating the colony so they have more space? I mean, they're going to send this ship and then, what did she say, four more in the spring? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, more. I don't, I don't. But there'd be hardly anybody left. How's she even going to get that many ships? Like, she's all the way out here. Like, I'd be surprised if Tauren would even a, a, a authorize anything like that. Not without some concrete proof anyway. Well, they're always hungry to own more than they do now. Maybe they think they have a shot at the mythical continent of Atsakan. Yeah, you heard her. She wants us to take over the, or colonize. Maya, don't shrug when you insult the warden. It's, it's, it's bringing your shoulders down. I have to get a proper measurement of this. I'm sorry. Sorry, Alice. It's really, I'm just, I just feel very upset. Well... You're not going to be feeling upset, and the new traveling jacket I'm making for you, actually, you'll be feeling quite warm, I think. But, Alice, you're you're the one who's going, not, not me. I have a feeling, not a feeling, I know that we will figure out a way to get you to come with us, and that's not going to stop me from making proper traveling clothes for you, because the weather probably is going to be bad, she said, you know, dangerous and death, and... Looks, you know, scary, so... We'll find a way. I know it. Sylvie, is, is that tea you're brewing up there? Oh, yeah. It should be ready. Do you, you want some? I figured 
We could probably all use a glass. Yeah, I'm gonna need it to uh, stay up. It's it's gonna take me all night to to make traveling clothes for everyone. I think I think it's proper that we all have something to keep us warm while we're traveling, including you, Maya. Yeah. What if we? What if we could dress you up as like a bag of potatoes, and maybe we could hide you in the like the. I mean the area where we keep supplies is gonna be huge right nobody will know guys no the clothing i wear is not exactly form fitting <laughs> but i don't think you need to call it a sack of potatoes i mean sylvie that's a that's a brilliant idea i maybe we should ask marcus to join us for this just you're right you're right um that's not as my plan i was gonna say we just beat a guard and dress you up as that that might work right Ooh, it would be good to have a guard uh, help us. I mean, the other guards are going to know I'm not one of them. You do have the uh, tattoo, I guess. But let me grab... Dumb, I don't know. Let me grab Marcus. Nip outside quickly to see where Marcus is at. Not too far away. Close enough to the house in case anyone needed him, but enough where he has a little room to be alone. Marcus, do you mind coming back inside? There's something we want to talk about. And I don't want you to be out of the discussion. Sure, yeah. I'll I'll be right there. Okay. Just get up here and finish this. Uh, finish this thing. <clears throat> yeah. One second. Notice he's just a little crying a little bit. Maya's going to walk over and... Is he sitting down? Yeah. Going to kind of like put a hand on her elbow to kind of like get in motion for him to sort of stand up. Yeah. Maya will give him a big hug. Oh. We're gonna, Thank you. We're going we're gonna to figure something out. That's what we want to talk about. I hope so. I ever, uh, I ever tell you about my, my sister. I, I think I've heard you mention her maybe a few times, but I don't really know anything about her. I ever tell you about my daughter. I didn't know you had a daughter. Yeah. It's kind of a long story, but. I lost them long time ago. Marcus, it's going to be fine. You're, we're not going to lose each other. Come inside and we're going to work something out. Sylvie's made tea. I, I hope so, because the, uh, the thought of losing someone else I care about is not really something I want to entertain right now. But you're right. Let me just uh, get up here and uh, stop being old silly bones and Let's go and do something about this. So he'll get up and he'll follow Maya. Sad. Okay, so Sylvie had this idea, uh, Marcus. She thought maybe I could be dressed up like a sack of potatoes, but I have a slight variation of the plan that that might work. So you know, I work for the general store, and my boss's husband's name was called to go on the ship, but. Nicostratos, his name wasn't called. And I think that if we help him get on the ship, he'll help us. I'm sure the warden is going to force all of us give more than we reasonably can give in order to outfit this stupid expedition. I'm sure the general store will be providing provisions. And if we can smuggle him and I on a barrel... In, in each in our own barrel and then 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 we'll be on the ship with you and we'll be able to 
I don't know, uh, maybe we, we could break the barrel in such a way that it, it won't be too hard for us to get out. And then, yeah, and then we'll be on the ship. Maybe, maybe he could hire you, Marcus and Kalina, maybe uh, to, to carry goods onto the ship. I'm not sure exactly how this will work, but, but if, if the general store provides provisions, I'm sure we can, we can get me on there. Is he going to take that kind of risk? I mean, the warden might execute him if they, if she finds out he's trying to put fake items on an invoice. I think he'd rather die than be left behind. I'm pretty sure he's in the same boat I am. I, I want to come with you no matter what it takes. The only question is how much of a risk are the rest of you willing to take to get us on there? That's a good plan though. I like that plan, but isn't it possible we could just ask someone to stay? Well, I would say we should knock out a guard and dress her up as a guard. That's, that's... But we can wake up and choose violence. What happens yeah. when the guard wakes up? Well, we tie him up and we leave him here. Right, they should oh. be gone already. Restraints. I see. Probably more efficient to kill him, but that's a... With this thing, if she pulls out... could dump the body down. in the sea. I'm... Not that good of a liar, I don't think. I don't, I don't think I can fool them into thinking I'm a guard. I mean, for a start, I couldn't bring myself to be mean to it. you guys or any of the other colonists. They'd know me in a minute. That's true. Well, didn't they call, what's her name, Gretchen? Gretchen Thornberry's name, right? We could, you two look similar. We could just convince her to stay here and then we'll just call you Gretchen. Hmm. But how do we know Gretchen will just rat afterwards? That's true. That's true. The yellow general store. I mean, once the ship's gone, though, I mean, what are they going to do? Turn it around? They might just kill her on the spot. I don't know. Can ships turn? I've never been on one. Oh, I have been actually on the way to the prison. I forgot. It's been it's been a while. It, it's, it's only been six been, years. It's only six years. Could we just, uh, let's be honest. I heard, I believe I heard, old man Longstep. He's coming along. I don't know if anybody's gonna. Can we just convince him the moon people are on the ship? He's he's not going anywhere near that ship. Well, but Maya doesn't look anything like him. Nobody's well, gonna we, believe we her. Just convince him to to stay. But then we have to oh. convince the warden to take Maya instead of anybody else. And something tells me that she's not just taking not taking Maya for a count on the boat. I think it's personal. Mm-hmm. We could I think a lot of the selections were personal. I think she wants to get rid of Longshu and a lot of rest of us. I like Sylvie's sack of potatoes idea. I think then I, I would be I'd be on the ship and I, I could get out of the barrel and nobody would know that I was there. And so they wouldn't want to execute me on the spot or, you know, uh, I don't know, send word back for them to send a boat from. I don't know what they would do. Probably just kill me. I think... Well, has anyone been on the ship? Do we know where the cargo holds at? No, but I don't know. I think. But Maya, potato sacks don't breathe. Barrels don't breathe. You breathe. But if we put me in a barrel and it's not an airtight barrel, they won't see me. They won't know that there's something breathing inside. Mm. That's true. And surely they're not going to go through everything. I mean, we're leaving in... What, a, a couple of weeks? I mean, they don't have time. They hardly have time to outfit the whole ship, right? 
Exactly. And we'd be in one of the, we would be in basically the last things to be loaded because, you know, they would notice if we went missing before then. Um, so it wouldn't, you know, by then they'll, they'll trust the people that are loading on. They'll have checked so many barrels and bags and boxes that, you know, by then maybe they won't be as careful with what's being put on the ship. Well, then we'd have to find a way to delay at least a last bit. It has to be more than just two barrels. It has to look like a large sum that they would wait for, but be in a rush to get off. Hey, we can miss the warden off somehow. That would do it. What if we just wait for whatever the last shipment is that the general store provides? Then it'll just, it'll go with a bunch of other stuff. Well, first we have to get him on board. Then we can talk about how to delay everything. Have we any idea who's going to be staffing the ship? I'm assuming a bunch of rats. Rats driving the ship. Interesting. Ah, sorry, you're not used with the term. It, soldiers, Talrin army guards. Mm. I, we we call us well, I called us rats. Most most of them did. I think it'll probably be whoever brought the ship back successfully. Didn't you mention a boy with strange eyes? Yes, yes. Um, Quintus. From the orphan, right? Yeah, that's right. Do we think we could talk to him? Maybe he might help. Because it's kind of curious that he's on that ship when he... I thought he got adopted. So it was would be ship. nice to look through the ship. Maybe we can get a better idea of what it looks like and what the plan is. That's a good idea. We have a lot of ideas. Maybe we just need some more information. But I don't think we should tell anybody anything. The fewer people who know about our plan, the less likely we are to be found out. No, we must swear ourselves to secrecy. I'm not worried about anyone speaking, but Lashes can read minds. We'll have to keep away from him. He doesn't come much into the town, does he? Alice, like, sneers at the name being mentioned of Lashes. I mean, I don't see him around much, but if he's anywhere near the ship, he might be checking people to make sure they're not doing things like we're trying to do. I mean, surely they aren't going to be looking for people trying to get on the ship, right? Mostly for people looking to get off? I mean, that should be their worry, right? People don't want to go. That's like uh, probably... This is, the, this is the warden we're talking about. She's going to want everything to be meticulous and perfect. Both ways. Remember, we're all just pawns and tools and things she can throw around because we're all she has power over. That's a good point. I don't mean to be uh, I don't want to interrupt or rehash anything but I I do have a little bit of experience in uh, smuggling wares and smuggling people. Uh, sometimes people usually there's a couple of components you need to be successful in the attempt you need to be able to know where you're going know who's guarding where you're going and know a way to pay those people off maybe just as simple as taking the components of our ideas and maybe doing some scouting of our own and you know give, give some gold to 
someone looking at a supply list and whatnot and making sure that they see an extra box or two, they're just going to loop away, make it worth their while. What do y'all think about that? So we prey on their greed and insecurity? Exactly. Or the fact that they're stuck here and not able to get much. Do we have to bribe them in advance or could we try to bribe them if they catch us? Because I, what if we try to bribe the wrong person and they pretend to go along with it and then tell the warden? Or if Lachis reads their mind and sees that he's being bribed, then we're all gonna be not have a fun. It won't be fun. If we can get Nicostratos in on the plan, then we won't even have to fudge the manifest. We'll just say that they're whatever is expected from the general store. That's a good point. Let's see what else we can learn about how the colonists are going to be traveling, whether you're going to have any ability to move around. Uh, maybe we'll find out more about who's providing the provisions and where the provisions are being stored. We all have a, a lot of ideas, and I, I think if we have more information, we'll be able to come up with a really solid plan. And start some talks. Make sure Nicostranus is on board. Yeah. That's a good start. Yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll talk to him when I go to work. With that, your evening is likely going to draw to a close soon. But is there anything else from the previous session that you guys wanted to discuss? Anything that your characters wanted to discuss with your companions or share that they learned or anything like that? I, I do. Marcus would kind of sigh and would kind of just bring up real quick. Uh, I do... I have heard a, an interesting rumor. Not sure if anyone is interested in hearing about it or not. Anything to take my mind off of this say, ship. More than interesting than a ship coming back from the mist? Well, similar. A little bit more interesting, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not, but could be. That's kind of scary if you think about it. What what I heard is true, and there might be some interesting folk creatures walking about from the ocean, so to speak. Do you remember my friend, uh, the hunter? Maybe. I think you've mentioned him a couple times. Oh, what's his name? Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Uh, you know what? He'll come back to me. Cassius. Thank you so much, Cassius. Ah. You know, this old braid is really getting to me. Cassius, he was talking to me about... He was out hunting, and he saw someone or something walking out of the water. I believe the the head was was kind of like a oh was it a cube? Oh, what's that? What's that thing? It kind of looks like a long line on top and a long line on bottom. What's that letter? 
heart? No, no, it's an eye. No, well, close to that. I think. Uh, oh, it's T. That's that's. I believe it's called T. He said he saw a creature walking out of the ocean. The water with the T-like head, I believe it was. And that's that's something interesting, isn't it? That's odd. You sure he actually saw it and wasn't just telling a tale? That's what I thought. I. I also thought he might have been uh, partaking in some different, uh, so, you know, drinks. You know, time to time he. But now he said he was clean as, clean as uh, a whistle. You know. Cass, have have I heard of any creatures like this? No. No. I had a really strange encounter yesterday too, or today. Sorry, one of the orphans kind of got lost or wandered uh but they were on the beach near the orphanage they claim that they don't remember walking that way this isn't really weird phrase too something's something that sounded really weird something about prey it's predator it was kind of odd you think those two things are correlated think they're not a coincidence right so it just kind of shrugs like it's just weird it happened trying to Make enough feel alone, I guess? It does feel like maybe they're connected. I mean, all of it all happening at once? What are the odds? Very high, I think. For a, myth, a ship to come back through the mist and a mysterious man to come out of the water and children to be walking around with no memory of what they're doing or how they got places all at once? Does that happen often Where before you came here? I mean, I've never heard of it, but... I'll ask Anastas if she, how often this has happened. She says Sylvie wanders, so maybe it was happening before. And it could just be a coincidence. Kalina finishes the tea. She's like, okay, I think it's bedtime. We'll deal with everything in the morning. And then she'll kind of get up and walk towards her bed. For the rest of you, your evening passes into the wee hours the next morning. Until you as well turn in. And sleep takes you. It's restless. None of you really dream. So, now we're going to move forward. Time is going to pass. Uh, approximately nine days. But before we do this complete time skip, I wanted to ask you guys, what, during this time skip, do you think your characters have accomplished? Not full-on scenes to be played out, but what goals have they set? and completed in this nine-day time frame before we will resume. And it's okay if you just say you were doing everything you could to make sure that the supplies requisitioned by the governor are ready, uh, that whatever contribution you guys are putting towards the ship is there. I think Maya would have been very, I mean, I, I am making a big assumption that the governor is going to be requisitioning substantial amount of goods from both general stores. So, is that... The governor is definitely requisitioning from the general stores, but also is requisitioning from, like, is requiring almost like taxes, contributions mm. from 
the whole, like almost all households. Partly this is so that it doesn't drain the colony of resources completely, mm. but also because they still need to be able to have enough resources for it to send with a much bigger expedition right. at following the storm season. So there are definitely, uh, a, there is a large amount being requisitioned for this. Not as big as what the next round will be, though. Um, so Maya would just have been probably very p- pulling in, pulling long hours at the general store, helping Nicostratos, who I'm sure is quite grief-stricken, to keep the store running in addition to organizing all of the things that need to go on the ship. If it's possible, Maya would have gathered what information she can about where the provisions on the ship are being stored, and she would have talked to Nicostratos about her smuggling idea, kind of float that by, and then whatever he has to say, she would have brought that back to the group to share with them. But we don't need to, we don't need to go into it. But that's what Maya would have done. Mm, Kalina would have definitely stopped by the orphanage to talk about how often Sylvie has been wandering, is what she said. Sybil? Also trying to say, ah, good word, Sylvie. Wow. Sybil, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sylvie. And also, she would also be trying to kind of like stake out near the ship and this number of soldiers either going in or out, which ones are going, and seeing if like Lashes and the governor are seem to be interested in on the ship or if like they're if Lashes himself specifically is around the ship while everything's going on. Could I talk to the governor? Could Marcus talk to the governor? Are you asking if you could schedule an appointment? I would I would try within the nine days to schedule an appointment before at some point to talk to the governor. Yes. The warden. When I say the governor, I'm thinking of Walking Dead. Sorry. Um the the warden, please. Okay, so you've been able to. I, I will. I will state the result of this one now. Whereas the other ones, I'll state the results after I've heard what everyone is doing. This one, you've been able to get a appointment with the governor for the seventh of Altor. So if today is the twenty sixth, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven days. So. Okay. I think Sylvie would, I mean, most of her time would probably be spent trying to pack and, like, figure out, just kind of keep herself busy. But I do think at some point she would try and just walk onto the ship. Like, if they're loading stuff, just pretend she's supposed to be there and just walk and see how far she gets. I mean, you know, we'll see. Marcus said scout. So I think that the first thing Alice would try and do is find out if he can bring his sheep on the trip or they have to stay behind. He'll probably argue like for the sake of him clothing people there, you know, as a, as a resource. I also would like to scout. I would like to check out the dock as a cat one late evening. Are there cats around? Like, are there stray cats or would I be, like, out of place? <laughs> oh, there, there are definitely stray cats and other animals scattered around. Well, there is a gray stray who is perusing the docks one evening. I also want to take a different evening to scout the beach as a crab, a little albino crab. And I would also like to spend my work time trying to make 
at least something small for everyone for the trip. He's kind of thinking of something that each character could find useful with his time with the needle and thread. That is Alice's. Yeah. I have the only question I have is does a crab have a swim speed? Because I think you can't do swim speeds oh, to level four. You're right. You're right. Let me check. There are lots of different animals and bugs and things like that you could do yeah. for scouting. They do still scouting. Speed. They do. Um, I will be a lizard then. A little lizard. Like a little iguana, but not an iguana, like tiny. Like. Nice. And if there is a fly, I will eat it as well. Like, you know, to be real- <laughs> realistic. So. You've had more realistic situations before in animal forms. Yes, you have. Uh-oh. I'll just go down the list for how things went for you guys quickly. Maya, working at the general store, it's been very busy. The governor definitely has requisitioned a decent amount of things coming out of the store. Mm-hmm. And Nicostratus, when you told him after hours after he'd closed up the shop, he showed you that he actually has a box in the back that has a false bottom oh. and that he was going to smuggle himself on and that he thinks he can get another one made. Maybe. Oh, excellent. Okay, perfect. I do relay that back to the group that he that he's on board and we've got, no pun intended, um, <laughs> and he's got the perfect smuggling equipment. The room he takes you to is one that you haven't been to that much. Mm-hmm. And you get a feeling that maybe he has been smuggling things in before. Oh, how interesting. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Kalina, your discussions with Anastas, the headmistress at the orphanage, she says that Sybil has been wandering more and more lately, and she's been having episodes of certain kinds, which isn't a surprise considering that her mother was... And then she says a name that you've never heard before, but you get an, a sort of a distinct idea that her mother may have been a fortune teller of some kind who used to work in the Redwood District, but passed a few years ago after she'd gotten sick. All right, if I pressed her for asking if Sylvie... Please, Sybil. ...had no memory. Or Sybil. Oh my God, sorry. <laughs> uh, Sybil had no memory... Afterwards, would she have confirmed that? She would have said that she didn't know, really. All right. That this is the first one that she's gone that far afield. Usually she's just staring off into space. Like a child. All right. So we have three different versions of staking out the ship here. For all of them, can I get stealth checks? Uh, I got a 12 on mine. I got a 22. Disco, for Alice, do it with advantage. Can I do it with my cat form? Oh, yes. This is your cat form. Mm -hmm. 21. (laughs) So, Kalina, when you are looking at the ship and you're staking up the docks a bit, you definitely do see that the warden comes down. She usually comes down once a day, and she talks quite a bit with the captain. And the captain usually has at her side a rather large muscular man that looks like it might be one of her first mate or one of the commanding officers of the ship. But she also usually has her hand on a small boy, a boy that you recognize as Quintus. It appears that maybe he got adopted by her when he got adopted out, but there are multiple times as you're sort of staking out, hiding behind boxes that people walk by and go, hi Kalina, you're not very well hidden. And so Aside from that, you really don't get much. You don't see Lashness around. That doesn't mean he's not there. 
Alright, and I didn't get anything as far as like number of guards for, that might from towering guards, soldiers that may be on or off the ship. You didn't really get the number of how many are meant to be stationed on the ship. Okay, but I did see some. Oh yeah, you definitely have seen some, and you've seen them switch back and forth. Sylvie, you down by the ship. When you successfully do walk onto the ship, you walk onto the ship, and it may have just been that you perfectly moved in between two larger guys that were carrying uh, boxes and just stood in the blind spot as they loaded things onto the ship. And you followed those down into the cargo hold. And the cargo hold for the ship looks quite big. And you did a little bit of looking around, but you did get caught. You saw that there was at least one cargo hold, and there does seem to be a large area that you might be where they're planning on storing people, but it might also be more boxes. You're unsure. But there are quite a few locked doors that you couldn't get into before someone caught you and you quickly ran. Getting back out, let's just say that had there not been some kind of commotion on the dock about someone pointing out to sea and saying, did you see that? Did, did you see that? What was that over there? And a whole bunch of people quickly running over to the side to try and see something. You might have gotten caught, but you did get off without getting apprehended. Alice. Yes. Your sheep can definitely come with. They will gladly. Yes. To be honest, the fact that you're wanting to send your animals means that they won't have to requisition more animals from those that are staying behind. Well, Bria, Geneva, Serena, Tina, and Vienna very much appreciate it. So, They're a bit cagey about, like, the, the sheep will be for the good of the colony kind of thing. And so you can't, you're not 100% sure that they're not just going to kill them for meat. But you did make a very persuasive bid for the fact that you don't want people walking around with threadbare garments in Atsakan. They need new clothes, so hopefully the sheep will be good there. Yeah, hopefully. Now, as a cat, what were you looking for around the dock? I don't know if Alice went in with, like, a specific intention other than... I guess he would ask everyone if there was something he should look for, uh, but he himself would really be looking for things that catch his attention that, like, either don't look right or perhaps the, the boy that they were speaking of, well, Quintus, kind of understanding that a little bit more deeply, looking for him. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with, as you're going around, you do stumble, you, like, you don't stumble, but you do find Quintus, and his eyes definitely are different. They don't shine like yours. They have this almost a grayish sort of blue mistiness to them. There, there, there doesn't seem to be a pupil. It's just all iris. Um. You do notice, different than before, because you're a cat, so your sense of, I think your sense of smell will be slightly better. It is. It is. Yes, you have keen smell, right? Yeah. Uh, you I notice do. this distinct smell of like, fresh rain upon Earth. The smell of petrichor clings around him. And like, there's an almost slight Bits of almost like steam and mist seem to curl up from his skin. Do I recognize this as something arcane or perhaps related to 
my understanding of the influence of the elements and their energies. Well, so it's funny that you should ask that. As an individual who waited on Beghilda, you did pick up some arcane secrets. And amongst them, a rudimentary understanding of the 12 elemental energies upon which all magic is fabricated and built. And one of those 12 elements is steam, also sometimes referred to as a mist. And if light or radiance is what has refracted and reflected and changed the person that you are, perhaps something in the mist wall changed him and infused him a little bit like that. Everyone, it's happened. I officially have a Genasi cousin. We're gonna have this big family reunion. It's gonna be awesome. I'm bringing the beans. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Along with that, as you're investigating a bit more of the ship, you pick up a distinct odor. An odor that's fishy, but salty, but it's not fish. You've smelt fish before. You've smelt fish, you've smelt eels, you've smelt shellfish, you've smelt octopi and cephalopods of all kinds as they've been caught in nets, you've smelt sharks. This smells like something very different. Something fishy. Something that smells old, but not rank. Something that actually doesn't smell dead. There's no decay, there's no rot. And the smell's coming from somewhere on the ship. But as you're searching for it, as you're sort of trying to follow your nose, you can't. You know a general area that you think it is, but you can't figure out how to get to wherever it is. And eventually, as you're feeling like you might be getting close, you start to realize that your time is gonna run out for your wild shape. I like I like imagine some shul- some soldier coming by and just be like, away, beast, away. <laughs> But yeah, uh, what are you saying that this was something I actually smelled on the ship, or yes, something you smelled on the ship? What what general direction of the ship did I smell this upon? Did this terrible odor come upon me? You smelt this into like the forward area of it. Okay, I have in my notes forward area fishy smell. Fishy, but not fish. Right. No, I mean fishy in the, uh, oh. <laughs> I can say the adjective, it's their both adjectives. Um, yeah, in the, in the suspicious sense. Smell so. Like detective cat on the case. Sufficious. So <laughs> I smell something sufficious. I'm writing sufficious now. I'm crossing out fishy and writing <laughs> Excellent. And then my next question for you is what were you looking for while you were scouting on the beach as a lizard? I imagine I was looking for some emerging creature of the deep, but I probably got distracted by something. You spent a decent ways chasing a cricket. Mm. Mm-hmm. The lucky cricket, of course. Yeah, yeah. It and it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. One of the best crickets you've ever had. And just the fact that you chased it and you caught it, so good. But yeah, you you didn't see anything emerging from the ocean. There didn't seem to be anything strange out there. Yeah. I'm gonna like grab that cricket and crunch in and just be like, 
<laughs> my dear lord, I was not accepting that. It's my lizard. It's my lizard voice. For making items for the characters, yeah, it's been nine days. Uh, be reasonable in what you think you've probably crafted for them in this time, but... I'm not thinking to... about that. I was trying to be really reasonable with it, and I'm sure there's like a pair of gloves, a pair of socks. Sorry, I'm turning to a cat in case you can't. In case you can't. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta switch back out. Can't knit as a cat. I'm trying. As a, what else is like simple? A back? Can I make a back for someone? Or a sling of some kind? Like, there's, like there's like a hobo sling on the end of a stick. Can I do one of those? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we have a, a stick bag, gloves, socks, and can I do one more cloak? Let's say that you were already working on it when you finish okay. it. Date, Vilum, the 4th of Altor, 1069 PR. Nine days. Nine days in which the world, it seems, has been turned upside down. Since the warden's declaration of the lottery and the posting of its results, it has seemed like a pall. A funeral shroud has been drawn over Walltown. Men and women will be torn from the land and property that they have spent their lives toiling to create. Families will be ripped asunder, parents taken from their homes, and their children passed to either friends or to the orphanage with only the slimmest of hopes that their parents will survive the next five years. Such is the scene that we begin with now. For one such casualty of the lottery will be young Vanessa Hallingsford, a young woman that our party met during their second last year in Veskin prison, who was only granted penal status two years ago. It was to the party that Vanessa and her soon-to-be husband, Brucefeld, Tim, Tiran, Apostolos, Gianna, Samaras, Hallingsford III, had turned upon release from Vesican to help them get on their feet. And also, therefore, it was the party with which they had first shared the news of their hand fasting, which Maya had made later officially, at least in the eyes of Cain. And shortly after that, that they were expecting. A beautiful young girl, Buttercup, was born shortly after, Short enough that, had this been back in Talren in any of the larger cities, there would have been gossip. But here, far from Talren's politics, and any semblance of what city goers would call normal, there was only joy, happiness, kindness, love, and tragedy. To many scholars, the mist wall is a fable. A wall of fog that does not seem to move despite the wind. That does not change or dissipate as the land and water warm and cool about it. To other scholars, it is clearly one of the most profound and powerful manifestations of steam. One of the twelve elemental building blocks of all magic upon the world of Ibris. To them, it is a spell of some kind, or simply the physical embodiment of that magic in its purest form. Geographically, the Mistwall stands out to sea to the south of Aventai, approximately 50 days from the farthest southern point in Talren, 
a very similar distance to the island of Merstwall, so much so that it in fact bisects the island of Merstwall, cutting its southern tip, or what they assume is the tip, off. A portion that no one has ever explored. A portion that has claimed many lives. To enter the Mistwall is to beg the embrace of Ashen. So much so that there is a phrase in Merstwall, one that is synonymous to taking one's own life. That phrase is to walk the mists. Some say that Brucefeld knew what he was doing that day when he pursued the Mistcrawler, a large lizard native to Merstwall that is often hunted both for its meat and its durable scales, towards the edge of the Mistwall. Some say that it was intentional, that he wanted it to end. But they weren't there. Those are unkind rumors. You were there. You know otherwise, don't you? Marcus and Kalina. You saw him stumble on an unsteady rock as he closed in for the kill with a knife. You saw with horror as the Mistcrawler spun, its muscular tail catching him in the side with surprising force, force that launched him through the air and into the very Mistwall. There was only the sound of the air being forced from his lungs in a brief strangled cry before he vanished into the mists and all was silent. You threw rope into the spot he'd vanished, but no hand grasped it. No tug came back. You didn't even catch the mistcrawler that had done it. There was no vengeance, nor was there even a chance to save him. He was gone. And at times that scene plays out in your nightmares. Sometimes Brucefeld reprises his role. Other times, the unfortunate figure you see are others that you care for. The tears that were shed that day, the destruction of Vanessa's world, would have been absolute had it not been for Little Buttercup. Her daughter became her whole world, a world that is now threatened by the lottery. As such, it should come as no surprise that she turns to you for the future of her child. Sylvie and Kalina, you sit at the table playing with Buttercup. Alice, you're working away at a garment nearby. Perhaps it's the cloak that you're just finishing. Perhaps it's for sale. This one might be for the party member. Marcus? You've recently come in from a survey of the farmstead with a basket of vegetables that you're fairly confident are right. And Maya, you stand near the fire. Vanessa paces in the center of the room. I... I know this is a great burden to ask you, but... Please. I have no one else to turn to. I can't hide. Or afford being... Void being sent to my death. She glances towards Sylvie and Kalina playing with Buttercup. I'm sorry. I don't have any skills like you do. I can't tend to the wounded or discern what herbs are good and what are bad. I can't hunt or put up a fight. All I can do is care for docile 
animals and far. She looks towards you, Maya, her eyes brimming with tears. Please, I can't go without knowing someone will care for her. Please take in my baby girl. No! <laughs> the sound I just made. Oh my god. <laughs> I... I... I don't... know anything about raising a child. Don't you think she'd be better cared for in the orphanage with children her own age and... Um... Somebody who who knows children? But they don't know her. They... They don't know me. I... I don't know what to do. Um... I, uh... Would it... Uh, Vanessa and Marcus is gonna... Look... At her... And just kind of solemnly say don't you think it would be best if Buttercup was at the orphanage like we're we're talking about I I understand what you're you're saying and my heart is with you certainly but Maya might not be in a good place to take care of a child and don't you think it would be best where your daughter could be with someone that would be loved and taken care for they tears are right on the edge she is right on the edge of waterworks you can tell as she chokes out I I just I want to leave her with someone that I know will care for her. Someone that knew me. Someone who I know if I don't make it back, I, I won't. Well, oh, you, you, you can't think like that. I, I mean, uh, Marcus and Kalina and Sylvia and Alice and so many other people will be there. You're not, you're not the only one in your position. They. You know, they they want to colonize. They they want people exactly like you to establish uh, farms and uh, and cl- and clear the land and uh, uh, pave the way for the other colonists to come. They they don't they wouldn't send you to their to your death. Kalina kind of like you hear a smirk from Kalina, but yeah. doesn't say anything. If if I was being sent in the second wave, I would think that that was maybe true but you were there you you know that Bruceville and I wouldn't have had or wouldn't have got in that place if 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 the old owner hadn't died we didn't even fully clear our own land it's You've all done so much to help me. I... I'm just going to be a burden. Kalina hands uh, Buttercup to Sophie's like, 
hold her for a second, and then just walks to Vanessa and puts her, kind of wraps her hand kind of like over her shoulders like, if you don't try, it won't matter either way where she's left. Um, trust me, uh, you gotta fight for something. <laughs> she sort of sniffles a bit and dabs at some tears at the corner of her eyes. She's all I can fight for. <laughs> and then she's just going to lay her head down on Kalina's shoulder and just break into tears. Kalina kind of like wraps her and just starts rubbing her back. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. She soaks straight through your clothing. The, the orphanage isn't is in a bad spot. Nobody could possibly want to do more for the children than Anastas does. She'd be in such good hands, and you know, I spend as much time there as I can. It's not that I wouldn't... I, I would see Buttercup every time I went to the orphanage, but you know, I work such long hours in town, and I I couldn't leave her alone. But what if everyone that cares for them gets... Get sent on the next trip. What if I get sent on the next trip? There's no... If... If... I even thought of that. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. But, <laughs> no! Uh, Vanessa, Vanessa, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you more. All I meant was, at least the orphanage is established. There are many people in town that support it. And the children will need looking after. At least she'll be settled in a familiar place with children her own age. And I'm sure she won't. Many children, I'm sure, in a similar situation to her. People to, to bond with and, and to not be alone. And I've worked with Anastas quite a bit these last two years. She's got a good head on her shoulders, and she cares for children just as much as we do. And unfortunately, Maya's got to take over the Blue General store as well. I kind of agree with Maya. She won't have much time for a child that needs this much attention. She sniffles more. Why don't we go, not not today, but why don't we go together to the, the orphanage and you can see how well Anastas runs it and, and how happy the children are. Okay. I... I think I'd like that. <laughs> Sylvie over at the table, Buttercup is... What are you... What are you... What are you doing to playing with Buttercup? I imagine, like, maybe we have, like, a little stuffed toy or something that Sylvie's trying to keep her entertained with. And she's, like trying to pretend to be happy while the whole conversation is happening. Like, sniffling a little bit, like, it's gotta look at the happy ducky. She's so happy. Alice, what type of little toy did you stuff doll or toy did you make Buttercup? Not only uh, am I gonna make a little stuffed, what was that lizard you were talking about? The big one? The scary one? A mist crawler? I want to make like a cute mist crawler. <laughs> oh, Alex. <laughs> adorable. 
I'm sure all of us were aghast. Like he places it down on the table and walks away without saying anything, but can I use like minor illusion? Just like make it be like, Something like, you know, make it say something like that with minor illusion, but I'm not looking, you know what I mean? I just like go back to my work. <laughs> I thought it would scar, wouldn't it? All children love talking inanimate objects. She is a very happy baby. She is like a ray of sunshine. She barely ever cries and seems really well behaved. And that's probably a blessing because Vanessa's had a lot of work to do. And having Buttercup when she was younger slung like in a sling while she was out in the yard, like out on the farm. The fact that she wasn't a fussy baby made it easier. It made it manageable. Even though you guys definitely helped Vanessa a bit more. When you guys weren't necessarily too busy, you'd go down to her place and help make sure her plants were doing well, that the crop was going to be good. Uh, you might have even looked in on some of the animals if they were didn't seem to be doing the best, or maybe she'd forgotten to feed them one time or two or eight. Your lives have definitely included her a lot more ever since the accident. And so it really wasn't a, a, too much of a surprise that she turned to you like this. Your afternoon, I'll say, it was, I would say, late afternoon, uh, early evening, as it progresses. And now Vanessa sort of looks about and says, thank you. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take you up on that offer to go visit the orphanage, but I, I should be getting home now. I... I know it's a lot to ask, but will, 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 would, would any of you be okay with uh, walking me back? I, I worry with the murders going on. Sure, yep. girl. Over the past couple of days, rumors have abounded across Walltown. Rumors of murder. Rumors of people viciously murdered, of ghastly killings. But they're rumors, because just as perhaps, say, Alice one time he was down talking with Sosme, he, one person came in saying a rumor that uh, this individual had died, and an hour later that person came in to pick up their laundry. Oh, I thought you were dead, Mrs. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. So there's a bit of a panic or fear that's gripped Walltown. There are definitely a couple people that you have heard are actually dead, though. You heard that uh, Timothea Ketty Brontes was dead. And Magdalene Antonina. You'd, you'd heard that those two were dead, and you've definitely heard other names being thrown about. But there's definitely this almost note of fear in the air. People don't like being out as much, especially alone. And the fog, the fog's been more often coming in off the sea. 
in the evenings. It's been eerie, so it makes sense that Vanessa might want someone to walk her back. Perhaps she would even want all of you to walk her back. She is quite nervous. Maria wouldn't mind going, if nothing else, just to help keep up a sort of cheerful veneer for the conversation. Kalina would definitely offer to go. And also goes to grab her two hunting knives that she has. <laughs> Sylvie would also definitely be like, oh, I can come. We can, you know, make sure everybody stays safe. I hope there's actually someone that tries. And she like twirls her knives and puts them in their sheaths. Alice will go, but he's not going to say anything. He's just going to get up and follow the group. Yeah, he just gets up. Like, everyone thinks he's going to stay because he hasn't said anything, you know what I mean? And then just, like, scooch of the chair. He's, he's just there behind everyone. So, does my chair make a noise? Yeah, it makes, like, a like a, like a little screech. Precisely. Precisely. Marcus, we go. You make your way down the little lane that leads between the farmsteads. And you make... Your way down through Walltown Central Square. In the Central Square, the large board stands with each name of those who were chosen by lottery to go to the shores of fabled Atzacan. But you do note that a few names have been crossed off the list, something that you didn't see earlier today. Kalina would notice that stop and take a look at the names that were crossed off. Okay, so Kalina can't really read... Oh yeah, be like sorry, be like, hey, uh, why are there why is there a big I over these words? Oh, Maya will go take a little look. So you see a line through a couple different names. You see Croquetta Gian Pepol, Timothea Ketty Brontes. Giusi Silvano, Ranero Sandra, Clela, Magdalene, Pia, and Tonina, and Giacobbe Martina are all crossed off. And some of those are ones we already know have been ordered, right? Yes. Looks like some of the names have been crossed off the list. A a few of these here are ones, uh, people that we've heard have been killed. Maybe the others. But that, wow. Six, that's six people. Maya, are you sure they just weren't uninvited? Perhaps? Well, I mean, I'm only guessing. I think two of them I recognize. Timothea and... Magdalene, they, they've definitely been killed. They're, they're two of the people that were murdered. The other ones, I don't know. But it's possible that six people have been murdered in the last couple of days? Uh, people be more of an uproar if it was this many? I mean, there's rumors flying all over the place. And what are the guards doing? Like, there's, you said it was six? Six. I, I don't know. Maybe these people haven't. Maybe they're too sick to go, or, ah, uh, maybe, maybe there's other reasons. Maybe they haven't all been killed. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have guessed. I, here, here I am just adding to the crazy rumors that are flying around Bolton. Clayton will, like, take a look around and see if she, she sees anything moving. Vanessa has definitely gone pale the more you're talking about people being killed. 
you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure they're just maybe you know broken leg, maybe uh, come down feeling sick. Um, there's there's lots of reasons these names might not be on the list. We should get Vanessa home. You're right, Maya. I'm I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure we're just overreacting. You see, Kleena kind of get a little serious, but doesn't say anything. Just keeps looking around. You continue past the colony guardhouse, down the paved street a short way, before you move off onto a path of packed dirt that weaves between farmsteads. Can I get perception checks? Of course. What, from everybody? Yeah. Okay. I have a 12. Oh, gee. 14. I got a 7. 9. I got... Math is hard. It's 13 plus 5 is 18. Yes, 18. As you continue down... Guys, you're not going to need to smuggle me onto the ship. I'm going to be murdered right here. (laughs) (laughs) As you guys continue walking down this farm lane, Marcus, you hear a creak, and you actually notice that one of the farmhouses as you're going past it the door is hanging ajar as if it was ripped off but you see a guard dressed in the prison's livery stands posted by the door and as your party continues past you see two guards exit that farmstead carrying a stretcher that looks like it might bear a body on it covered in cloth but as your party continues to go forward, there's sort of a bit of a, uh, maybe a guard trips a bit. And you see a hand attached to an arm that's probably attached to a body somewhere on the stretcher, lolls out and falls out of the stretcher. And just is dragging down a bit by the side, but any sort of inquiring gaze you send towards the guards is definitely met by like blank stares and flinty gazes but once you're a bit of a distance away to not really draw attention and maybe you you note that maybe you might want to only mention it after Vanessa's been safely brought back to her home a short while later you arrive in front of a small farmstead one that your group had helped Vanessa and Brucefeld rebuild after old age, whether in time, had taken both its previous older and most of the building itself. As Vanessa goes in, bidding you guys good night and thank you, she smiles weakly towards your group. The journey in total has, takes about an hour to go from your farmstead at at the far end of Walltown to her farmstead almost down by the river on the other side. So it'll be about an hour back. But Marcus, you did notice something interesting. Did anyone else see that those guards and what they were doing? Or was that just me? Well, what guards? I didn't see any. The guards? Are you sure? Guards. Why are they out this? You sure? Uh, yeah, I, I, I promise I was, as we were walking, I, I noticed, I heard a, a crick, a crack in a door and a couple guards came out and they were, they're carrying something on a stretcher and I thought nothing really of it. But then 
One of them tripped and hand came out. Another victim? Could be, but the guards were you know, not really. When I were to look at them, they just kind of have blank stares on their face. I don't know if that's important or not. Maybe they're just really tired or, or something or other. But I don't know, but it's curious. How far away from it, from Vanessa's was it? Uh, DM, how far away was it? <laughs> it's a couple farmsteads up. It's about maybe like 10 minutes away, 15 at most. It was about, Kalina is about 10, 10 15 minutes away, I'd, I'd reckon. Probably. Kalina like looks at everyone's like, we want to take a look? Maybe there's something we can do to help. Probably not the person on the stretcher, but. Right, it can't hurt to offer. Exactly. As you head in the direction that Marcus takes you, uh, you eventually begin to hear the sound of a door banging in the wind. And Marcus, you see the same farmstead from earlier come into view. But there isn't a guard posted at the door anymore. It looks empty. As you close in, can I have a history check from everyone in the party? Oh, well, I got a natural 20, but I, <laughs> I have also a negative modifier. <laughs> I have a negative modifier, so I got a 19. <laughs> I have a 14 with my negative one modifier. I have a nine with I... my great modifier, <laughs> so I rolled a three. Uh, <laughs> oh, and that's exactly what I did last time. I have a 19. Okay, so Maya, Marcus, and Sylvie, you all know that the guy that lives here is Lycurgus Lelio. That's what you know. Marcus, you didn't remember it earlier, but as you're walking up to it, you go, oh, yes, you remember who it was. Ugh. The door hangs ajar. It looks like it was partly ripped off of its hinges. And it bangs in the wind. I think I recognize the house. It's, uh, she, look, look, Lycurgus, is that, is that their name? Oh, yes, by Lycurgus Lelio. Right, that's right. Is, wow, that door looks bad. Uh, uh. Doesn't look natural. It's ripped off its hinges. No, it does not look natural. Is the house dark? Yes. Not to me. How dark, how dark is it, cats? So are you guys, so you guys have been standing a bit of a distance away from it. Are you going to actually approach the house? Could I sneak my way over there? Very <laughs> so. Could we, are you going to lance that we should <laughs> yeah. be careful? Are, are there any animals nearby? Oh, there definitely are, probably. You don't see any immediately as you're looking about, but you know that usually there'll be like a couple rats. There might be a few lizards. There might even be some animals. Lelio might have had some animals. Can I like do like a, you know, like the Disney princess? Like, oh, like, <laughs> how do they like, you know, what? to try any rats in nearby? Oh. <laughs> Uh, like quietly though, you know what I like. Can I do it in a tone that like only animals like you know like a whistle tone? Can I do that? 
I'm thinking. I'm I, I I am thinking. I'm trying to figure out how. You know, I can actually I, I can use a spell for this if if that helps. Yes, if you have a spell that you think okay. would work. I would like to take out my wand, which I'll like you know like I kind of like remove it like from you know my side belt that I have, and it'll take ten minutes of me waving this around. So I'm not really going to explain what I'm doing to anyone else if they wanted to do something within ten minutes. But okay, rest of the party. Well, this is well. Alice is waving his wand about. What are you guys doing? We should go look at the house. We should go investigate. Maybe there's. A clue or information about what happened? Would it be okay if I sneaked over there and try to see if I don't attract anything that might be there for us? I'm just going to take a a short pause for my wand waving and turn to this notion and just be like, just remember it's a crime scene and if you, that they don't know who the murderer is. So if you're implicated in any way, don't touch anything. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know the forensic level and capture world, but is it? I don't know. Is it? Never mind. That's just a funny joke. <laughs> anybody can see the murderer returning to the scene of the crime. Oh. <laughs> Clea just goes, I hope there's something there. Let's go look. Um, If nobody stops her, Sylvie's just going to walk to the house. Clea just walks right behind her, <laughs> behind her. As Marcus starts to slowly move into his sneaking position, they just walk past you. Aww. Uh, oh, Marcus. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, it's all right. That's fine. We'll just walk over there and hopefully there's no monster or evil murderer going to kill us. But that's all right. Let's go. Um, Alice seems a little... Uh, does Is Alice coming with us, Disco? Oh. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. Alice is following... Oh, okay. He's like following the pace of the group while he's, you know, waving his wand about for for 10 minutes. Maya's going to kind of hover near Alice, trying to be his eyes and ears so no murderer sneaks up and takes him out while he's preoccupied. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. As you close towards the door, you can see that it hangs partially off of its hinges. It is ripped off the top hinges, but it's still... St- barely holding on with the bottom ones and it almost looks bent at the top and maybe even crushed huh that's different hello any monsters Clayton will kind of like just shout out there's no <laughs> answer seems safe we can probably the door's open right it's I mean well, open-ish yes open-ish it's not closed and locked I don't think you could close and lock it anymore. But, yeah. Would it be helpful for Maya to cast light on something, or is everybody else able to see? Sylvie has dark vision, and I think Alice creates a little bit of light, doesn't he? I can. It'll hurt, but I can. (laughs) (laughs) It will not hurt Maya to create a little light. Can Kalina and Marcus see? Nope. What do you want to talk about? It's like like daytime, right? (laughs) Can I pick up a rock or something off the ground? Yep. Okay. Then I will pick up a rock. Hi, King. Guide my steps that I may not stumble in my service to you. Show your compassion and light my way. And she's holding her hands up, palms up, as she recites this prayer. 
and the light begins to shine in the palm of her hands. And then she picks up the stone and the light's transferred to the stone and she passes it to Marcus and says, here, maybe this will help you. I'll stay outside. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I cast light. I don't know if I said that. I think it might have been obvious, you but kind of you know, that out. just in case anybody was like, what was she doing? That's, that's Is what that what happened? Good thing you said that. I thought you would cast uh... darkness. Exactly. Yeah. Radiant, sacred like flame. <laughs> the interior of the house casts long shadows where the beams come down around the very the room. Long shadows are cast across a scene of utter disarray, chaos, and primal savagery. Strange slash marks appear on the beams, marring them. A table has been flipped and snapped in two. Multiple chairs have been broken. And near the center of the room is a large pool of blood with a partial drag mark that looks like it was perhaps the body was dragged from it and then loaded into the stretcher and some sprays of blood and flesh that scatter up and along the walls what are each of you going to do so Kalina would take a look at the marks they don't look like they're from a sword do they like a sharp weapon Give me an investigation skill check. Oh man, she sucks at these. Uh, 13. No, they're definitely not uh, sword blood marks. It looks like perhaps a five-digit claw marked this beam. Hey, Marcus. Yeah? Do you know of any monster or animal that has five claws? I don't know, come look at this. And she'll point out the scratch marks. Sure, I'll, uh, I'll take a look at it. Let's uh, see if I can uh, understand this creature. Do I know this creature? Give me a nature check. Oh, I, well, I get a special thing with this because I got a cool feature because I'm a scout rogue. Uh, you do. Oh, yes, I do. I get proficiency in the nature and survival skills. And you're proficient, but double. Any ability check you make. All right. Just means more math that I will not understand. <laughs> that is a... Uh, okay. Great. I rolled a six. Okay, so an 11. No, no, I, I rolled a one. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Oof. Okay. You have never seen this, but you also are not sure if mist crawlers maybe have five digits. You also know that there's a type of a big cat on the island. Well, um, um someone also could have scissors for fingers. Oh, this is not a good thing to tell me because that really creeps me out. Um, well, I'm a little sleepy right now, so it's hard for me to think straight, but uh, it could be a, one of them Miss Walkers. It could be a big old cat on the island or something else. I'm not really sure what it could be, though. 
Maybe it's the moon people. Oh, dear. Dear. Cain. Old man Longstep, are you here? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I thought I just heard old man Longstep. Don't say his name three times. He'll show up. <laughs> I think while um, Marcus and Kalina are looking at the walls, so he's going to look around and see if maybe there's any, like, footprints or, like... Yeah, any footprints that look... Okay, give me an investigation check. Investigation. Great. I got a three. <laughs> okay, so you don't find any footprints around. Or at least as you're looking, you you but you do notice something strange. There's it almost looks like there's more blood here than one person. Oh my god. Hey Kalina, um you give me a medicine check? Oh, yes, I can definitely do that. 12 plus 5, that's 17? Nice. So, the pool of blood in the middle looks like it definitely could be one person. Looks like, and then some of the spray and splatter. Uh, as you, like, as you're looking at it, you can even see where you think maybe whatever attacked this person maybe pulled back their claw or their hand or stinger or whatever this was and as it flicked back sprayed blood and even some chunks of flesh that are sticking to some of the wood on the wall but you can also see with some of the blood where you think almost maybe whatever the attacking creature was might have been hurt because you can see little pools of blood hey Marcus, uh, Kalina, um, I'm pretty sure whatever, whatever attacked, what was his name? Like, Hergus? It looks like they got hurt, too. Look, this blood trail looks different. Well, that's not at all terrifying at all. Well, maybe we could, well, track it? Well, I don't know. Well, well, that's a good idea. Good idea. Do you think you can? Yeah, we fire? find the thing that viciously ripped apart a person in their own home. I don't know. Do we want to find something that viciously ripped someone in their own home? I mean, I do. Oh, God. Well, I mean, there's three of us, right? Well, four, five of us. Well, Alice is currently talking to the woolen creatures, so when did this thing pop? Okay, you know what? I'm just going to. I'm just going to stop. Good idea. We should do. It's the right thing to do. Yes. While you're looking at those outside, Maya, can I have an investigation check from you? Of course. I'm assuming that you're looking at the door. Well, I roll in that one. So, yeah, the door looks broken. That is a four. Okay, well, there's no critical fumbles, just like there really aren't any critical successes for skills. So it's just, we're going to say it takes you about 10 minutes to really clue into what you're looking at. Okay. You're looking sort of at the door, like how it's come off its hinges a bit. It looks like it was definitely something very powerful. But what you're looking at up near the top almost looks like a handprint as if someone had grabbed the door 
had gotten four fingers on the door on the one side, five, and then the thumb on the other, and had ripped the door back like that. But a clawed handprint. And it is crushed into the top of the door. Is that like a roughly human-sized handprint, or does it look big? It looks bigger than a human. When the others come out, I'll share the information. I, uh, Maya wouldn't want to interrupt Alice. As Sylvie and everyone, you're looking inside, you're looking at the little bits of blood. You notice that as the light from the stone that Marcus is holding sort of reflects around, that it catches on a couple little sort of scattered things on the floor in here. Small, little, irregularly shaped, hard pieces that almost look like scales. Some are scattered about on the floor. Others appear embedded into parts of the wood in places and things like that. Kalina would go and pick one up on the floor and kind of like turn it over in her hand. Would I even recognize, would she recognize like kind of what animal it might be? Give me a nature check. Is it possible for... Okay. Uh, 18. It definitely looks like a scale from something that would have come out of the ocean. It doesn't look like a fish scale, though. Maybe someone who spent more time on the water would know? Hey, Marcus. Look at this. And she'll show Marcus the scale. Looks like something out of the water. Out of the water. Let's see if I can... Know if I know anything that would come out of the water on land and brutally attack people. Well, it almost looks like a fish scale, but there's something off about it. Is it possible that I know anything that could do this or no? Not that you've heard of, but taking a look at the scale, why don't you give me a nature check? That is a 23. No, sorry, 24. No. My bad. Definitely 22, because I'm dumb. Sorry. <laughs> Looking at it, you've, as you sort of like you run it uh, through along your hand, you notice that it's very abrasive and it actually cuts your hand slightly. Ah, there's darn it. As it does that, you realize what you think this might be, but it looks too big and too weirdly shaped, but you think it might be scales from a shark. Ow. Or something like that. From your time out on the fishing boats, there was one time that you guys had actually got a, caught a shark in the net. And you'd had to toss it back into the sea, but the guy that had grabbed it had grabbed it with his bare hands and had seriously abraded his skin doing so. Well, this is... Uh, pretty interesting. Do you, y'all remember we caught that shark on the boat while we were fishing? I don't think I was there that day. Nope. Yeah, I think I heard about that, but I wasn't there. I don't know. I, it's, it was a long time ago. But, uh, we caught a shark one time and those scales kind of remind me. Cut my hand a little bit too. When I, this is looking like a shark scale, but we are very much farther away. Which is concerning. Does it at least a shark? Can a shark walk? A shark? I, I, I don't know. A shark cannot walk as far as, as far. I don't think. Yeah. 
They can't walk. They have no legs. They can't sleep. Uh, right. Like well, how would... Maybe... Maybe Lycurgus... Um, maybe he had a shark. I don't know. What does that mean? Isn't it... I... It's as this conundrum is really setting in for you guys that Alice's spell finishes. Alice has been waving about his beechwood wand, uh, which looks very natural. Like, it doesn't look like it's been altered too much, except for perhaps the bark has been removed at some parts and it's kind of curved a little bit. And as, you know, what started off with a, with a gentle whisper has kind of culminated as his eyes as like a liquid fills where fills fills the surface of his eyes and comes together to basically create a mirror surface where his eyes were as he finishes casting speak with animals ritual casting speak with animals so then he'll kind of say in his newfound animal speech creature Heed my call, who is around to converse with me in that. No animal comes out of the house, which is strange, but a couple like field mice come out. You even see a, a cat come walking over towards you. And you see the mice turn and look at the cat and they start chittering away about how since they've been called here that the truce must hold and and the cat very pompously is like I guess maybe you're too scrawny for me to eat anyway Uh, Alice's eyes will settle on the cat and as they do they reflect its exact color and surface as he speaks to the cat you will hold the truce with the mice in my presence or suffer my wrath Cat flicks its tail and then licks one of its paws and goes, If you say so. I do say so, cat. I do. Cat, I am Giancarlo Miaxtas. Giancarlo, your name sounds very pretentious. His tail flicks. In a good way. And you mice, do you have name? And as he says this, his eyes kind of reflect their black, mousy color. There's three mice here. They they do give you names back, but they're variations of Squeak. <laughs> well, Squeak, Squeak, and Squeak, it is nice to come upon you. Now tell me, creatures, were you here? Did you see what was done to this homestead? We quickly ran away. We quickly ran away. Really, we quickly ran away. We really, really, really quickly ran away because the predator came. The predator came. The predator came. We ran away because the predator came and the predator came. And if the predator saw us, it would have eaten us too. But instead, it just ate him. But then we were gone. And the nice guy who used to leave some cheese out for us sometimes, well, he's no longer here. The people, they took him away. And But the predator came. And we're never going back in there. The predator came. Creature, if you... Were so inclined to... Did you like the cheese? Was it good cheese that was left for you? Perhaps an aged cheese? Good cheese, excellent cheese, very good cheese. We are fine cheese connoisseurs. Well, if you were appreciative of the man, the kind man's cheese, you will avenge his memory and death from the Predator. Tell me, what did the Predator look like? Very scary. Very big. Not like a cat, but definitely like a cat. But 
predatory like a cat, but the cat had eyes on the side of its head. Very scary, very dangerous, very big teeth, very, very big teeth. But, but had a knife, had a knife, stabbed him with knife. Cat, was this true? Was this one of your feline brethren? And his eyes like switch back to the cats reflecting now. I don't know why he sounds like an old ghost all of a sudden. I guess this is just his animal voice. The cat sort of licks a paw and looks at you and goes, One of my brethren? No. Oh gosh, no. That one's a bad one. Definitely a bad one. You don't want to be around when it's around. Only showed up recently. Just very bad. Very, very, very bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, pardon my association then. I didn't know fish could be bad. I like fish. I don't want to eat him, though. It's not good. Very big predator. Very not good. Very fishy. Did you see where it went, perhaps, after it rampaged this plate? And an adjective, a verb, I think. The cat sort of stands up and stretches its back a bit and begins to patter over and it patters a bit over into a field and then sits down and as you go over to look you see that it has sat down right next to a large clawed footprint this footprint looks like it is maybe twice the size of a human's footprint but it's webbed and has five claws interesting But it looks like whatever this is, the distance between the footprints, it looks like whatever this is is bipedal. And you can see little splotches of blood nearby. And you can definitely see what direction it goes off in. And it's at about this time that your companions come out from inside and that Maya realizes that the top of the door has been crushed in with a handprint of some kind. Did you see the handprint on this door? It's much bigger than my hand and it has claws and it'd have to be pretty strong to leave a print like that it's like it crushed in the wood and indented it with its hand maya we we found a scale we think it might be a a shark but also sharks don't have feet or hands so and marcus says they can't walk on land so we don't know how it got here well it it has feet and Alice will point to where he's standing with the cat next to him. Still with cat eyes, I bet. I bet he still has cat eyes at the time. Remember that? I was telling y'all about cats and that. He saw those people with the tea heads come out. Mm -hmm. Do you think that has anything to do with that? Maybe he hadn't had too much to drink after all. He saw a shark walk out of the water? Shark, but... Some kind shark of, flag. Some some kind of creature with a, a T head. Cass, do we know what a hammerhead shark is? You guys probably do. Maybe it's like a some kind of weird combination of a of a person and a cat and a hammerhead shark. That's right. A hammerhead shark. Maybe it's a mermaid. I don't I don't think it's a mermaid. Yeah, half her half human have fish, right? That's how it works, maybe. I don't think sharks are fish, though. Are sharks fish? Is that a thing? Well, uh, the local creatures called it a, a predator. And it's clearly predatory. Well, do we want to go kill it? 
A what now? Well, I mean... What makes you think we could kill it if it... Had... There's five of us. Yeah, it, it's... I mean, we don't know how big this thing is. We don't know... Well, it's hurting people. Shouldn't we... And it bleeds. If it, if we, if it bleeds, it can die. There's so Wait. many things I want to say to that. Can I smell the footprint? Sure, go right ahead. I'm going to smell the footprint. I'd like to say, think that Alice said that out loud. I'm going to smell this footprint over here. One. Okay, tell me what you're trying to feed, what, what connection uh, Alice is trying to make, and then we'll decide what skill would be most appropriate for it, if one is. Does this smell sufficient in any way? Is this something I have smelled before? It does not smell the same. This smells musky and dusty and rancid and rank. Where the other thing smelt fishy in a weird way, but like it was alive perhaps, because there was no rot or such along with it. This, well, it does smell like there's something alive. It smells like this thing is wrapped in death. Never mind on the smell check. That did not help me at all. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) I'll get up and dust myself off. Best. (laughs) Oh, it looked funny. What does it smell like? What does it smell like? It smells like death. Oh, that's good. Superficial. It's dying. No. Finish it off. It is not. You're right. Kalina's right. I think that's what it means. That could be that it caused lots of death. Well, but you don't smell like death if you ache death. You smell like death when you're dying. Right? Alice, in the background, you hear the mice chittering away uh, because... Well, you're, whenever you talk, you're technically still understood by the animals. Uh, so they're getting a very one-sided version of this conversation that's going on. And the mice are going, Big predator. Smells like big predator. Big predator. Very big predator. Predator from the ocean. Smells like predator from the ocean. Down by the river also as well. Oh, yes. Also from, from, from across in the forest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But down by the ocean. Mm-hmm. Likes to swim. Likes to swim. But also walks through town. Mm-hmm. 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 Been to the other places too. Other places too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Did they say like a person but walks through town? Did I hear that correctly? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I got the chills. Oh, what would Alice think of this? I guess he's just going to repeat back. The the mice, and it's like just as scattered as they said it, walk through town by the river. Um... Sorry, everyone. I'm not a good transmitter here. Can I actually use minor illusion to, like, make it, like, subtitles for the mice? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. But you need to remember that only you, only you, Sylvie, and Maya will be able to read them. (laughs) I'm still doing it. Like, I'm like, I'm not, sorry, this is not coming through clear enough. Subtitles, please. 
What is the subtitle? What is what in the world? Like tiny little words keep flickering over top of the mice as they're squeaking away talking. I saw cheese. Why did I say ah? Why did you say a? Lots of a. They are afraid. They they can see whatever this is is dangerous. Big predator, big predator, big predator, big predator eats all the prey, all the prey, all the prey. Big predator eats all the prey. All the prey, all the prey. No one leaves. No one leaves. Um, no one leaves. That's terrifying. Wait, is, is this thing going to try and kill everybody? Like, what is... Hey, hey, mice. My friend here wants to know if this thing is going to kill everyone. Doesn't kill to eat. Doesn't kill to eat. Kills for fun. Kills for fun. Oh, they say it's a murderer. Oh, got that part down. I mean, yeah. hey, we wait over there. This. Yeah, I think it's dying, cat. And it's dying, so let's get it. Cat, yes, licks paw. If I get you like a really nice big fish, do you think that you can help us track this thing down? I promise you won't get hurt. Two fish? Okay, two fish. Three fish. Three fish. The cat holds out its paw. I high five the paw. Yeah, let's go. And the cat takes off running. Everyone follow this cat. Wait, no, hold on a second. Hold on Great, a let's second. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, no, my, my. Come on, everyone. Come on. Maya looks at Marcus and is like, I don't know. This is a horrible idea. We just need to stop. There's a murderer, hammerhead, shark person killing people. And we're just like, yeah, sure. Let's follow a cat. Could be working with cat the way. Could be working. Cats yeah. always know the way. That's true. Cats are smart. Is I'm is following Alice? That's not true. Okay, where are we colored? No. Where is Cat, that? How now? dark is it now? It's definitely evening. Dusk okay. is a like dusk is approaching. Okay. But you have light. Yes. With this cat running ahead into the darkness though Alice can see perfectly, and Sylvie what can also see pretty well. The cat, it appears, is running towards the forest behind Lycurgus's home. And on a slight angle, crossing through some fields and into the woods, perhaps heading to the river beyond them. But I think with that, with you in pursuit of this cat entering into the forest... We will end tonight's session. You will die. So next shark, shark By the way, what a wonderful way to put dermal dentical skin armor into this. I fantastic. listening to Roll With Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe for future episodes, rate us where you get your podcast, and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can write us at dm at rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems. Thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes. Go to zapsplat.com, Purple Planet Music, and Arcane Anthems. Full credits are in the episode description.
Listen, listen, I'm I'm ready to go to bat any day of the week <laughs> in defense of my opinion on mayo, hard-boiled eggs, and meatloaf. I'm sorry. Meatloaf is just baked hamburger, which is like moist and not it's just gross. And you put eggs in it. You put eggs in it. Why did you put eggs in hamburger? I've never ever put like chicken periods in my meatloaf ever. That is never. <laughs> okay. I see even better. That's that's like a piece de resistance of the argument. I hate eggs. Eggs are I hate egg good. too. I am it's in your quarter. I will go to bat against eggs. So scrambled eggs. You don't like scrambled eggs? You gotta put mm-hmm. like a million more calories to make it edible. Like I just, I just milk in mine. I yeah, milk. Cool. I do salt and pepper usually. I've never heard of such a. They have such a very taste. It's like <laughs> eating the What's eating the phrase. <laughs> I ever thought of putting the the phrase in your mouth has some some very moist uh, <laughs> scrambled eggs. Mm, oh, delicious! What's wrong? Delicious. Oh, the best thing in the world. You're so strong. No strong egg opinions. Yeah, who knew? Listen, I have I, more. I have more. Just I can't wait until you guys have to decide what you're going to eat at some point. And like the only <laughs> options you have are different eggs from different creatures. Okay. Just relying on my large amount of body fat to live, then I guess. We eat the eggs. I'm putting the eggs. No. <laughs> oh, you're talking about in the game. Oh, that's different. I mean, I don't. This Marcus Paul Monte Carlo's egg opinions. Mark, I thought this is different. Marcus is he loves and all can- nasty egg pieces. Cannon now. All of us to like an island where we had to survive like that. I would fear him greatly. <laughs> I would find a way. If it was in real life, if, if hard boiled eggs were the only thing I could eat, I would find a way. I would ramble it. I would go kill some squirrels or something. I don't know what I'd do. But the main thing to remember is if there are eggs on an island, that means there is something that lays them. And anything that you can eat the eggs of, you can eat what lays them instead. I'd offer Sometimes you just might also have to make sure you don't get any of the poisonous parts, but that's aside from the point. Whatever the island monster would be, whether it be a giant dragon or something, I'd offer myself to before I eat hard-boiled eggs, (laughs) except death. I would rather accept that. Eat eggs. <laughs> I'd rather be chewed up by. <laughs> Unpopular opinion: No one likes dark chocolate. We're all just trying to feed into the collective voice. Love so, dark chocolate. No. Yeah, I agree with Sally. I also dark really like dark good. chocolate. It is uh, as long as it's not above like yeah, as long as it's not above like eighty-five percent or something. Yeah, Back I feel like the wow, 70, 80, 72, 74 is my yeah. spot. You, you mean when chocolate stops being chocolate and it just becomes the like of dehydration? Yeah. Well, I like that. It makes me feel alive. Mm-hmm. What I, I love what I taste into something that reminds me of death and destruction in the depravity. It's like people that like uh, yes. coffee, like dark coffee. It's better than death. This episode brought to you by the official food of Wool Fetcher. Dark chocolate above 85%. Do you like feeling the sandpaper of time? Do you enjoy feeling 
<laughs> depressed and wishing for better things and tried dark chocolate. I'm gonna shut up now, my bad. Well, we won't leave you behind, Sylvie. Nope, no, Wyatt. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, Sylvie, we won't leave you... <laughs> Wait, you're not gonna leave me behind, right? That's a great idea, Maya. We gotta really get these names going down here. It's gonna for this sound cool we have. Wouldn't it be... Ooh. All the girls time and time. The inescapable march of time. The temporal flow is upon us. Please <laughs> dash cup. I know they don't stash coming. But she also feels like boom. Listen to the bass go boom. Here all week, folks. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.